What happens at laser tag never stays at laser tag. Laser. Laser unfocused tag talk. Laser unfocused tag talk. I feel like you could be like in Ghostbusters or something. Like oh my god, you have got some stories. Let's talk about laser tag. Who knew you were a laser tag legend? Time to get laser unfocused. Tag talk with Tivia. Welcome to Laser Unfocused Tag Talk. Hi, I'm Tivia. Laser tag can open up lots of possibilities for travel, and my guest today has experienced many international adventures. She's a fellow podcaster, host of the MT Laser Game Community Podcast from the Czech Republic, now a world traveler loving laser tag in Australia. I'd like to welcome my guest today. She is Lucy Dunovska, and she goes by the codename Lucidin, and she is a Laser Force player from the Czech Republic, but not joining me from the Czech Republic. You're in Australia now, correct? Yes, in Brisbane, in the home of Laser Force. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I welcome you, Lucy. I'm glad that we have a, a moment to chat. I, I feel like I know you because we've communicated so much online, but this is our first chance to really talk to one another, and so... I thought maybe we could just kind of start at the beginning of your journey and then like really get into your your travel journey. But maybe we'll just start with how did you get into laser tag? When did you get into laser tag and what kind of brought you to the game? Well, it was a funny story. It started all, all it started five years ago when our friends texted us, hey, you know, we're going to laser tag in the evening. Do you want to join us? And I was like, hell yeah, because... <laughs> You know, laser tag is awesome. And I was there with my school a couple of years before. And since then I haven't played. So I was like, yes, let's go. And it started to be a weekly thing. And on my third, I think it was my third visit, I got myself a membership card. And basically a week after I was uh, I was asked if I can be like a mercenary for a league, for the Prestige League, <laughs> which we ran uh, on weekends. And I was like, hey, guys, you know that I'm just level three with like three weeks of experience. And they're like, yeah, we just need a mercenary. <laughs> so, yeah, I was just thrown into it and basically started like this. <laughs> and that was all happening where you lived previously or or where you call maybe your home uh, in the Czech yes. Republic? Pilsen, Czech Republic, the first laser force in Czech Republic. <laughs> okay, excellent. Do you play any other forms of laser tag or are you exclusively laser force? Uh, exclusively Laser Force, but I tried Laser Quest while I was on my practical experience in England. So, Okay. So you've really been all over the place. And um, recently you've had your chance to kind of widen your laser tag experiences and uh, bring that to a place where you can experience things internationally. So I'd love to hear, how did you end up from the Czech Republic to having some time playing in England, and now you're in Australia. Tell me about your journey and how laser tag factored into it. Well, laser's journey. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be a long story, but I'll try to keep track with that. So I started playing laser tag back in May 2018. And since then, I got involved in my site, like uh, creating art as well, because I'm a graphic designer and I study art. So the the owner was like, hey, I would like you to grab some sprays with UV paint and help me decorate the side. So that was, I think it was summer 2019, maybe 2018 as well. So I helped him with like decorating the side. And after half a year, he was like, hey, if you want, I would like you to work here if, 
in your free time because I need someone like to help me. So then I started working at the site and yeah, I got involved in laser tag a bit more. And since then I traveled to England because it was on Erasmus program, which is like for high school students when they can go for like three weeks to another country experience, gain work experience as well and then return back to their home to like put the experience into work. So I went to England, I think it was Portsmouth and there was like a marine museum and they had tag inside. So I was like, yes, I need to try something else than laser force. Uh, since that, I promised myself that I will never talk bad about laser force again because it was totally something different. and. I mean, I tag someone, he was still back up. I tag him for a fourth time, he was still back up. He tagged me once and I was done. So I was like, okay, it is what it is. Well, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> and this journey to the other side of the world, it all started with Ganexdoor, GND, Stephen, oh, uh, sure. from the resupply. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, they found me via Twitter, now X. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I joined their Discord and I was like, hey, I'm from Czech Republic. I Here is something like some info about me. And they were like, wow, it's so cool to have someone from like Europe here since we don't have that much players in there. Uh, the only two or three people I know about is Marcus El Diablo from Germany and then Morrigan and Small MX Mall from England. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I was another representative of Europe, Czech Republic specifically. So the middle of the Europe. And they were like, hey, you know, we would like you to have you in the podcast. So I was like, yes. So it took only a month when I was speaking for the first time in English for three hours and after midnight. Trust me, it was fun. <laughs> I heard the podcast. <laughs> it was good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I chatted with, with them for like another half an hour, even though it was like 3.30 in the morning, I was still full of energy. <laughs> And yeah, this is how it all started with the resupply. Then I began to be their guest like every year after some major event happened. So the second time I spoke with them was after Space Marines tournament. Uh, this year it was also after Space Marines tournament and like before going to internationals. And I think it was last year that GND mentioned that there's going to be the internationals in New Zealand in Auckland. And I was like, I want to go. It doesn't matter how far it is. It doesn't matter how much it costs. I want to go and like meet all the people and represent my car country. And my parents were like, yeah, if you want to go, just go. So I organized everything. I bought a flight ticket. I was in contact with GND and others. And then my dad's dad stepped into it and he was like, okay, so you'll be on the other side of the world. Uh, what's your next plan? I was like, well, you know, stay in New Zealand, then go to Australia and then return. And I was like, okay, so how much it's going to like take you? And I was like, uh, around two months. And it's like, uh-huh. And then what? I was like, well, I don't have any plan. And I was like, you know, there's a chance of like studying in Australia. You should try it. And that's what basically happened. I'm starting my studies today. It's Monday, <laughs> 16th of October, and I'll be starting my two and a half years journey in business marketing and communication. That is awesome. Congratulations on that. Thank you. <laughs> so how long have you actually been in Australia at this point? Uh, about a month, let's say without five days, so almost a month. Okay. And have you played some laser tag while you've been there? 
Oh, yes. Okay. I've played three League Knights with the Brisbane best. So three League Knights of Space Marines. I also played a couple of normal, well, standard games. And I got my job in there. So I'm officially a Laser Force employee now. <laughs> well, very good. Congratulations on that also. And playing with Brisbane's best players, that is really something because, you know, they are, oh, they yeah. are known for uh, how they play their Laser Force. So you have had some laser tag experience at this point in Czech Republic, in England, in New Zealand, and now in Australia. So you've got a really unique vantage point because um, there aren't a whole lot of players that go around to all that many countries so i would love to know uh what you're finding like the the differences between where you came from and what you're seeing now how does how does laser tag differ in your point of view from all the experiences you've had uh honestly the main or the biggest difference between us my home and here in australia or new zealand is the resets because okay. back home we don't play with resets and everyone keeps telling me hey you know, Laser Force, it's known basically for the resets. But <laughs> then we discovered that most of the players just play SM5, so Space Marines 5. And back home, we play all the other game modes. So I replied to that, well, you know, Laser Force is known for the var variety of the game modes. <laughs> Very true. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, basically, this is like the, the main... Uh, one of the main differences, resets and the variety of game modes, because most of the players are just focused on the SM5 and then the rules, because those were also like hard to put into the action since I like knew them, but I haven't played with them before. Okay. So did you have much of a competitive scene in the Czech Republic or are you just stepping into the competition and maybe that's where some of the difference comes from? Uh, we have our competitive scene, but not in SM5. Because we play standard teams, let's call it like this. Everyone's on level one uh, with just the rapid fire and with minus 50 by shooting your own teammate. And we play with teams of three, of three people, so nine players at once. And it's basically just standard game. Okay. And coming from a place where you've played a lot of variety, do you have a particular liking to a certain game format? And how does SM5 compare with what you've uh, liked the most up to this point? <laughs> this is hard since I was the one who was teaching almost all of the Aucklanders how to play the different games. <laughs> but if we compare the competitiveness in our norm nor normal competitive game, the standard one, and SM5, I would say that I love SM5 more, which is basically why I traveled the whole world to play it, <laughs> because I got bored of the standard. Uh, it is basically the strategy. You need to have strategy. You need to think like critically while playing Space Marines and basically not just stumble around and win by, I don't know, 100 points, which, which happens most of the time in our standard games, that the fights are until the end and let's say for like last 10 seconds the two people not people the two teams are constantly changing the first and second place and yeah it's basically who shoots first wins and i got bored of this so i was like hey i want to like play some proper game where you need to think where someone has it's like own role so it's a team game uh or it's a team game where Everyone matters, basically. And yeah, 
I like to play support, so I almost all the time play the resupply. Or when they put me in, into commander, I'm able to survive until the end, which if you've seen the footage from Nets, you'll see. <laughs> Well, very good. I ask you about these differences because I remember at one point you sent me a screenshot of a, a scoreboard from one of your games in the Czech Republic, and it looked completely different from anything that I had ever seen. Not so much um, that the screen looked different, but just you, the way you had your uh, your partners broken out in this tournament. There were like eight or 10 different teams on the screen or something like that. And it just, it, it looked like you were playing in a completely different way than how many of us in the United States play. Um, and, and it was it was completely different thing because uh, I wanted to go into this like when when we will be deeper in this, but I'll just touch the surface. Sure. We have a group called MT, which means mm -hmm. which translates as like Magor. Magor meaning like crazy person. So we do all the crazy stuff, including yeah. <laughs> hour long games, four hour long games, two hour long games. We do such like crazy shenanigans, but I love it. So in this case, where when we are talking about the scoreboard I sent you, it was mixed doubles tournament. So one girl, one boy. And I think there was like 15 doubles playing at once. And it was an hour long game. And uh, we call this the St. Martin's tournament because it ha it's happening on 11th of November. We have also name days in Czech Republic and the name day of Martin is on the 11th. So we do crazy stuff. And I mean, last season we were doing series of hour long tournaments at almost all the sites, the Laser Force sites. And it was like individual, individual format. It was fun. <laughs> we also did like four hour relay where we basically received one member card with the team. We locked the battle suit on and we played for four hours while when, when one was done, he passed the battle suit to other player. And when they were done, it passed to another player. And this was basically repeating for four hours. Let me just pause and make sure I understood that right. So you okay. kept the battle suit active as it swapped between yeah. players? Yeah, let's say there were like okay. five lockdown battle suits, one for each team. And the players were like rotating. When, when one came out with a suit, it passed the suit into another player. And he went inside. Yes, this happened for four hours. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, we also like... yeah, we also yeah. love to play two hour long uh, gladiator relay. So we basically put on continuous game of gladiator. And once you're logged in, you have your time to play. Once you run, once you run out of lives, you go out, you go in a queue, and someone else will go inside. And this is basically what we do for two hours, and only your best result counts in. And this is basically how I got my uh, individual goal back in February. Because I went in, let's say, two and a half minutes before the end. And I managed to outscore the two other girls who were like in front of me. And I placed fourth in total and first in the women's category. <laughs> that is fantastic. I love yeah. the creativity that goes into this. I love anytime somebody's thinking outside the box. And I can tell that that is very much uh, just part of your personality, thinking outside the box, doing something a little bit different, both from the artistic, uh, creative side, and also how we first met in the first place. Because you are actually the reason that Tag for a Cause 
has international participation. And for anybody who's not familiar with Tag for a Cause, that's something that I initiated on the uh, tibiachickloveslasertag.com website uh, as a way to encourage people to donate to a good cause, use that as a catalyst to play laser tag, and then earn a little medal as a piece of swag as a thank you for supporting uh, a great cause. And uh, I think it was probably maybe two years ago that you approached me yes. and said, how can we do this in the Czech Republic? And because you took that initiative and we're thinking outside the box, we got some international players to uh, get involved. And so I, I thank you for that. And I'd love for you to tell me, you know, kind of how that worked, because Basically, your players made donations to the cause that we had set up, and I sent you over a batch of medals and some special awards, and then you guys ran with that. So tell me how you got people on board from the other side of the world to uh, be involved and to make Tag for a Cause something that had an international presence. It's basically what I'm going through now again, because, you know, it's the time again where, where we want to do it. It's kind of hard now because of the of the distance and because of the communication, but we will join again this time. And it started back two years ago when you were a guest in the resupply podcast, because I saw you there and I was like, hey, you know, I want to donate by myself. If someone joins me, it's going to be awesome. So I pitched the idea for Martin. Uh, his codename is Trimon and Stuart. That's his codename. <laughs> And they were like, yeah, why not? We want to join, you know, it's for a good cause. And we play lasers almost all the time because we're muggers. <laughs> so we, we want to like help the good cause. And Martin was actually like, I had the idea before, you know, like starting with Czech charities and something smaller. But since the opportunity is here, let's let's try this. So, yeah, I got some people. I think there were like six of us which is not a bad, uh, big number, but it's still good. No, that was so, great. Yeah, yeah. so that, then we get the things, got the things moving. And yeah, um, Czech Post is very like, how to say, <laughs> Czech Post is very specific about delivering things. So it took a longer time, <laughs> plus the customs thing, because the, the customs were like, uh, even though you provided us with all the papers, we're going to stop it here until like 14 days later and we're going to be able to send it to us. So I was like, oh, but I need international it, I shipping. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but, but it got here for the first time. It got here last year, even though it was supposed to be like Christmas gift, but it was a little, little late Christmas gift, but everything was fine. We received them and I was really grateful for Prague players to join as well because for the first time it was mostly like my side, my home side, so Pilsen side. <clears throat> and last year, the Prague people joined in as well. And I was really grateful for that because uh, the MT community is not exclusive to one side, but it connects all the crazy people around like Czech laser for scene. I feel like I could be a virtual mugger myself because I am a crazy oh, yeah. lazy tag. <laughs> Laser tag. <laughs> I was actually thinking about telling Trimon to like establish an international empty brand and I'm working on it. So <laughs> so if you're a crazy laser tag person, join the club, basically. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, and what I love about the the sport and um, just my experience, I, I know you know that I've recently been traveling, but not internationally. I've been uh, completing a, a second round of laser tagging in all 50 states here in the United States. But what I find, oh, thank you very much. <laughs> what I find so often is it's really cool that no matter where you go, you have built-in friends in the community. And uh, either people who you've just communicated with online that maybe you meet for the first time in person or because people travel, it, just everywhere you go, you're never without somebody who loves the game too. And so here you are, you've made a pretty big leap. You went from the Czech Republic to Australia, but have you found your people again? Have you found a, a new arm of your laser tag community and uh, maybe more Magor crazy laser tag people in Australia as well? Uh, I don't know about the crazy people yet, but I'm grateful <laughs> that the- Can we that say the that Australia... with love? <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Not in a bad way. Right. <laughs> but yeah, the, the Australian SM5 members calls me like one of theirs, even though I have this on my shoulder. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm pretty grateful that I was able to join them and they like kind of accepted me in. The same goes to the Auckland crew. If they're watching, thank you again for accepting me in because I was really grateful to play with you on some of the members nights. And yeah, they treated me like one of their own, which I'm so grateful for. Well, that is awesome. And I, I could tell that you fit right in in Auckland because um, I I spoke with a Team USA West and got kind of the update after the uh, the internationals. Uh, but I, I understand you got a special recognition at internationals. I wonder if you could tell me what you were honored with. Oh, no, I left it in the other room. But yes, I was awarded with the Sportsmanship Award. And I was really like, I wasn't expecting that because, you know, First time nets, first time everything, first time rules, first time uh, getting beaten very hard, like in the game. <laughs> and I received that recognition for almost all of my commander games because I was able to fight literally until I got eliminated. Um, even though I was like without shots or getting low on lives, I was trying to fight until the very end which involved like running around like a magoon, <laughs> trying to like fight back even though it was hard. And in my first commander game, the survival slipped away from me around like 40 seconds. And in my fourth game during all the week, it was like by just 14 seconds. So I got pretty close to it by or to survive. But after the game, when I went out, I was like, hey, guys, good game, good job. And everyone was like, yes, good job. DK DK was refing in one of the games and he was like, hey, are you OK? And I was like, yeah, I'll be OK. Give me a second. And I was like, this was one of the best sportsmanship I've ever seen. I was like, OK, thank you. Just let me catch my breath. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that, that that was basically why I got it. Uh, plus, yeah, I was cheerful all the time. Even though, you know, you get eliminated as a medic, uh, it's frustrating. So uh, I went out, got my frustration together. I returned, I was like, hey guys, yes, let's go. It's going to be, everything is going to be fine. I have five people. I was chatting with them. It was an experience. So that's basically why I got the, the sportsmanship award. Well, that is awesome. Um, 
I, I think you played on a team with uh, somebody I know, one of my friends, uh, Greg RNT. You were on his team, right? Because yeah, yeah, I, I think Oakley that's how I hybrid. first found out that you got that. He mentioned you and I said, oh, that's my girl, Lucy. So, <laughs> so congratulations <laughs> for that. Thank you. And that segues into something I love to hear about, which is uh, just cool stories of things you've experienced. And I'd love to know what is the most unbelievable thing that happened either at that tournament or some other tournament that you've been in? Um, what crazy stories come to mind just from things that you've experienced? It doesn't uh, have to be a tournament. I mean, any game is fine. There are like many crazy stories in the Czech community. For, okay. Basically because we're the muggers. <laughs> so for example, we go... Uh, on an empty tour which involves like three days of a week basically just going around and playing tech it's similar to your armageddon but most of the time we do it just with the laser force and okay. it's not a tournament it's just like going around side and having fun with the people spending time together or we do uh one day trips which they did last friday for the friday the 13th achievement and they went to chick sides they went to germany as well to get the achievement and I think it was this January where we went to all Czech Laser Force sites in one day to get the Friday the 13th achievement. So we can consider this crazy <laughs> if you like. That is really cool. I would love to do something like that. And I, I'm curious, I, I don't really have perspective on how large the Czech Republic is. So tell me, how many sites are there that you went to and how close are they to one another? So there are currently eight sites in Czech Republic, like eight official sites. There's one like, there's one more, but we call it like tourist attraction since it's like included in a big toy house, to be oh, honest. Oh, okay. I know what you mean. I, I won't go into <laughs> that, but yeah, it is what it is. And Czech Republic is kind of a small country. We, Even though we have 10 million like habitants, citizens, we're a really small country. So let's say Pilsen is here. Here is Prague. So it's an hour and a long drive to Prague. Here is Liberec, which is another hour and a long drive. Near Prague, 10, 10 minutes from Prague is another site, uh, which we nicknamed Unicorn, because it's hard to pronounce the, the original name. Uh, if we stay in Pilsen and go a bit back, we go to Fantasy Laser Game in Karlovy Vary, which is like hour and a half again. And some of the Prague sites has more like mazes inside. So in Prague, we have four of them. And I also forgot about Stardom, which is another hour and a half from Pilsen. So everything is pretty close and you're able to do it in one day. <laughs> okay. It, what you're describing sounds a lot like when I go to a random state and I just say, okay, I'm going to map out what is within a... a quote unquote, sensible distance to drive. And so if everything's an hour, hour and a half away, you sure can hit a lot of things. And so that's very cool. Um, yeah. So that's a great example of of something kind of cool that you guys do. Any other stories like that or any interesting things come to mind? Uh, if we go into my personal crazy story, uh, that, that was definitely the Color Conquest which I played back with the kids we, because we used to run a kids club, like okay. kids afternoon. And I was once playing Color Conquest with them. It's back in the days when we had G7s. We now okay. have G8s. And I was trying to get my Never Conquered achievement. And 
I was fighting, even though the, the kids stick back around to like magnet and they were like following you everywhere. I was like, ah, oh, okay, let's do it. And I almost got it, but I was concord 46 seconds before the end. But oh. once I once I came back into the armory, everyone was like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, wait, did I have it? And Trimon came to me. He grabbed me on the shoulder. And he was like, no, but we were all che- cheering from you. Oh. <laughs> so this is when the legend called 46 seconds came into play. And every time someone mentions 46 seconds, I respond to that. Oh. <laughs> And following this, this legend got actually upgraded because like two years after this, uh, we were playing at our like regular members night and I managed to, I managed to survive until the end, but the achievements were turned off. Oh goodness. (laughs) So yeah. So close. Conquest is my, is my doom. (laughs) well, okay, so there's there's your uh, whale to go after. That's your uh, your big thing. Uh, do you have any similar goals in any other game formats? Uh, learn how to play all the roles properly in SM5, especially Scout, because I hate to play Scout. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and like gather all the achievements because I'm an achievement hunter in almost everything, not just in laser tag, but in games and I like to gamify my everyday life as well. So when, when I go somewhere, it's like, hey, achievement get. I was at the Laser Force HQ. Or when I slayed the Jade Serpent in inside the Brisbane mess, I was like, oh yeah, achievement check. Brisbane, Brisbane Jade Serpent slayed. Or when I got the job, hey, achievement get. I got the job at Laser Force. So yeah. <laughs> you've been to a lot of arenas. I would love to know what was the coolest laser tag arena you've ever been to and what made it like that? Oh, this is going to be hard because each of the arena has its charm, I would say, or its magic. And each arena has its own like uh, commemorative sign. Uh, For example, when I was in Switzerland, I was there for like, let's say three days of learning for kind of a thing, not involving laser tech. But on the third day, there was like rainy weather and everything was canceled. And I was like, hey guys, there's a laser force maze near the hotel where we live. It's like 30 minutes from the hotel. Do you think we would be able to go there? And they're like, hmm, we don't have any any other like program. Let's go in there. So <laughs> it was pretty funny. And I'm thankful that I'm bringing or I'm carrying my membership card every time I go anywhere mm-hmm. and I was like hey I would I would like you to play with me so we stepped inside uh and I would compare the the size of the maze to Brisbane it's not that big but a bit smaller than Brisbane but yeah you know the floorings and yeah and as I look upstairs there was a big plane with a warbot inside and the plane was real and I was like oh my god this is the coolest thing that I ever saw and also the variety of the obstacles plus you know beacons and what else was that um the bases I really loved that maze uh shame the <laughs> shame the game was pretty pricey I think I paid like 30 Switzer 
Switzer thing, Switzer currency. <laughs> I don't know how to translate it. But yeah, around 30 of, of their currency, which is like pretty, pretty expensive. And but in return, I got to speak with the owner and I was like, hey, I'm from this country. I represent the resupply community. And he took us around the whole facility, which involved like going to escape rooms, going to the indoor mini golf. And he was pretty chatty. So that's another crazy story to add. <laughs> um, and that makes me wonder about something. Do you remember the name of that facility? Uh, it was Action World in Zurich in Switzerland. Okay. I ask that because I have a friend who mentioned an arena that has a Russian plane in the middle of the arena. And I'm wondering if you played at the same spot. Um, yeah, yeah. At it, laser it convention. So <laughs> have to have to check and see if that's the same arena, but very cool. Yeah. And I also like the themed arenas. So for example, the stardoms are themed after the Star Wars. Uh, Unicorn, they have like jungle arena or jungle slash space arena i would say they're building another maze downstairs as well so they have two mazes soon um the prague ones are also like divided by the theme so one is like underworld underworld uh, underwater theme and like old prague the other side is themed to spaceship and jungle like almost all the arenas have their own theme Besides our, our Pilsen, where I divided the arena into four parts and each of the parts, depending on the on the color of the base, has its own theme. So let's say there's a jungle part, there's kind of Among Us part, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, there's like future part and arcade part. I literally drew Space Invaders, the pixel one in there. So... <laughs> Well, very cool. I love to go to different arenas and just kind of check out the different theming. I, I'm big on unique themes and things that make an arena stand out. And it sounds like you're kind of uh, getting that uh, that same thing out of seeing all these different places. And and you mentioned Switzerland too. So you've played you've played several countries. Uh, have yeah, you been keeping I, track I'm of how many? Czech player. I'm first Czech player to have the five country achievements. So nice. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. I don't have and that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I need yeah, to start playing Czech some Republic. other countries. <laughs> yeah, Czech, Czech Republic, Germany, Switzerland, Australia, and New Zealand. That's terrific. Do you know how many arenas you have played in total? Are you keeping 19. track at all? 19, because when we were playing in New Zealand, one of the sides wasn't connected to Atlas Laser Force, and it would have been my 20th. So I'm uh. like, oh, damn it. <laughs> yeah, I... I find that sometimes you play more sites than you can actually check off on the site but uh, nonetheless very cool yeah also speaking on the on the artistic thing i was also able to decorate the auckland maze uh really? it was kind of a silly yeah yeah it was kind of a silly idea from the community i mean i think stallion was first to mention that uh, when i told the community that i'll be coming to new zealand and stallion was like hey we should save you a part of the maze where, where you will paint it and we will call that the lucy part well it ended up a bit differently because i was able to decorate the upstairs which they call the nest uh, downstairs part uh, which is now going to be called the lab because i designed it to be kind of a lab uh, 
the downstairs under the tower is now going to be called the prison since I like got the theme again. And I also decorated a big wall of, of space marines. So that's kind of space marines group shot. I'm sure you've seen that. <laughs> well, it is very cool to hear that you're behind that. And, and that's awesome. So, yeah. uh, and I'm really grateful for that because, uh, again, Andre and Ruan, the owners of, of the Auckland Maze, are really friendly and they were like, hey, we will really be like appreciative if you can help us. And I was counting with that. So that's why I basically hadn't planned anything else than being closed in the maze for the three weeks or how many weeks was I, I was there. So yeah, I helped to decorate the Ocla maze. I helped to name the new areas or new areas. I helped to give them new names, which I believe BC told me that they are using it. So for example, he is in the prison, come into prison. So yeah, I'm really grateful for that and grateful for leaving my mark on the other side of the world, literally. That is really cool. And that's something that, you know, you've, you've got like a little piece of history in that arena. And um, have you ever had thoughts of being an arena designer? I know you said oh, you're yes. going to school for business, but is that like the end game goal? That's something you, you really would like to do? Uh, it's kind of a like dream of mine. We'll see how how life involves or evolves. <laughs> but I would like like to do this, you know, travel around the world and help to help to decorate mazes or design an arenas. Yeah, it's kind of a dream of mine. Well, very good. Well, I was going to ask you about you know the most interesting thing that's happened in an arena, but for you, it sounds like the uh, the painting of the walls might be it. Um, anything yeah, else yeah, come yeah. to mind? <laughs> Uh, besides the 46 seconds, <laughs> uh, I ha I have a story from this year's Nets. Okay. It's, it was actually the the last game of ours and the only game that we won. <laughs> I think it was day four, if anyone wants to go and watch it on the YouTube, because we have all the footage on YouTube, okay. so you can basically watch all the Nets in there. And I was playing Medic in the last game and I looked at my gun and I had only one life left. And I was like, hey guys, if Nuke's gonna be falling, I need you to be like here because I need to resupply you. Just as I said that, the Nuke started falling. Oh. Everyone was around. So I was like, <laughs> the only person who I wasn't able to resupply because he ran in late was Lonzo. But before I got eliminated, I resupplied everyone. And I think Than was the one who mentioned it. Thanks to that, my team survived and won the game. You know, you jokingly said that it's almost like you and I have telepathy between us because the next thing I was going to ask you was, do you have any stories of something that couldn't happen again if we tried? <laughs> it sounds like that was exactly it. So yeah. This could be the this could be one of the stories. Uh, the second story could be as I as I was playing commander, and I really wanted to play commander against GND, so I wanted to cause a bit cause a small trouble to him. Mm -hmm. So we were like not chasing, but we were looking for each other behind one wall, and as he was coming in, I took I took took a walk around and missiled him mm -hmm. as he as as he shot me so i was able to missile him he shot me and we were like oh no you don't <laughs> <laughs> and 
uh, in the same game, I also tricked Morange into kind of a same thing. So I showed myself. Then he started to like go, be, uh, go behind me. But I was able to overrun him, and I missled him in the back. And I was like, "Oh, nice, Lucy." So yeah. <laughs> well, I think I've got to go back and uh, watch some of those videos because it sounds like there were a lot of great stories throughout that whole tournament. And uh, oh yeah. And definitely, you could tell a lot of great friendships and uh, meeting people from all over the world, I'm sure, is, you know, pretty, pretty cool for everybody who's involved there. And um, were, were there any, like, bonding moments or or things? I, I know some of the players did some activities on the side. So, like, did you have a chance to to really kind of bond with the different communities through anything special? Uh, while we were playing Nats, I was kind of try to chat chat with people, mm -hmm. but it was kind of hard because you know, Nets. Each team wants to be like with, with their members, and you know, hey, not right now. You know, it's the competition. But right now, after the Nets ended, it was like this, and everyone was friendly. Everyone was like, hey, can we hang out? So basically, all the post Nets shenanigans trip we did after that, which. I'm sure DK mentioned as well, mm -hmm. but to like to remind all the people who hadn't heard the podcast with DK, we went to Hobbiton, we went to Rotorua, where we stayed for three days and we did all sorts of activities, including disc golf, uh, going through the tree walk at Redwoods, going to Hellsgate Experience, which was like uh, high, high steam and high water and some things about that. Uh, we also did luge, which is like having a tricycle and going down the hill. Uh, we went to the Maori Mitai, which was that that actually was like pretty big bonding moment for me, since uh, BC guy next door has some Maori heritage, and he was chosen as our representative, as our chief. And wow, what a night! It was it was very like bonding for all of us. And he called us the Laser Force Fano, which means Laser Force family. And since then, I'm I'm always presenting myself. Yes, I'm Lucy, member of the Laser Force Fano, led by the Chief Steve. <laughs> I love that. So shout out to Chief Steve. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, basically the New Zealand shenanigans. I wasn't expecting it will go like that good because I was kind of afraid of some of the people being like, hey, we don't know you, you know, you're young, you're from the other side of the world, you're from a country uh, which we hadn't heard about. It's somewhere in Europe, but everyone was pretty cool and like, hey, would you like to join us? Even like when we were on the white water rafting, everyone was like pretty chilled. We shared the memories and yeah, it's lifelong experience to be honest that's awesome i i know for some people the thing that brings them to laser tag is the friendships and the social aspect and for some people it's the competition and some people just want to get out and have something to do what <laughs> is it that for you really is the the heart of why you want to play laser tag friendships i'm definitely a people person and Honestly, the thing I was looking the most for before before like traveling here was meeting all the people in person. 
especially Chief Steve <laughs> and DK, because, you know, these were the two people who I constantly saw every Sunday at 3 a.m. because of the, of the time zones. And <laughs> yeah, my my dedication to get up almost, all almost every Saturday at 3 a.m. to watch them live, then fall asleep and then wake up right before the end. Yeah. <laughs> Well, very cool. And uh, I, I'm delighted to hear that it went so well and that you've got these friends now all over the world. And um, any other takeaways as far as what laser tag has done for you in your life that uh, continues to make it so important? Uh, honestly, laser tag turned my life over because when I started to get involved in laser tag, I was like, okay, so it's going to be another I, I call it sport because I think leisure tag is sport. So it's going to be like another one of my activities or sports because I played softball for six years before. And then I got involved in like the artist. Then I got involved like the, the one who runs all the plays by themselves because our sites are small. We only have like around 15, let's say 12 to 15 battle suits. And thanks to being it small, one person can actually run all the facilities. So, you know, you get to get involved in like customer service or doing the cash, doing the drinks, being the marshal, explaining the rules. Yeah, it was sometimes hard to deal with, especially on my first work day where they haven't told me that I will be having three children birthday parties at once. So that was oh. kind of my trial by fire, <laughs> but I made it. Uh, so yeah, from that, I expanded kind of to be like a helping hand for other sites as well, especially for stardoms, because we did kind of a first testing on 30th of December, three years ago, I think. Yes, three years ago. So I helped them to set all the settings for the first testing game and, uh, then I got involved in the international community. So I was like the one who can speak for our country, which I'm really gr grateful for. Then some people kind of join in as well as Tomik. He's the owner of the Unicorn side. He was recently guest on uh, the SM5 channel, speaking about Laserball, because it's a boom right in mm -hmm. Czech Republic. And yeah, now I'm here representing the resupply community, the anti community, uh, the Czech community. <laughs> So yeah, laser tag changed my life because not having laser tag in my life, I wouldn't be sitting here and speaking to you. That's right. From 14 hours away, it's very cool uh, to be speaking to one another. And I'm so glad you were able to join me and share some stories. And I know you know that I like to wrap things up with some rapid fire tag talk. So you ready Let's for go. some quick questions? <laughs> All right. I think I know the answer, but favorite laser tag system of all time? Laser Force. All right. Zeroing in on that favorite game format. Oh, I would go with the SM5. Okay. Favorite arena ever? Oh, that is a tricky one. Um... Yeah, I will say Brisbane, even though it's hard to learn. I was I will say now Brisbane because you know it has all the 
all the things inside, such as the jade serpent, the bases, all the beacons, all the new stuff. So yeah, I will say Brisbane for now. <laughs> okay, they're really tricked out with everything, it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, coolest person that you've met through laser tag? GND. All right. Coolest place you've gotten to visit because of laser tag? New Zealand! <laughs> <laughs> Favorite prize or souvenir you've taken away? My jersey from Nets with my chick flag. <laughs> Very nice. Represent. Favorite snack at the concession stand, if they have one. Um, That's a tricky one. Because most of the time in Czech Republic, we just have drinks. So <laughs> I would say the Czech brand of cola, which is called Kofola. Okay, good answer. And favorite <laughs> brand of We Never Run in the Arena shoes? Um, That's hard, but I would say my barefoot shoes. This is actually shoes. <laughs> I play with them. It's called Skinners. So yeah, barefoot shoes, even though they look like socks. <laughs> okay. I was ready for a brand I'd never heard of, but, and, and you, uh, you did that. <laughs> <So> <laughs> All right. And any final thoughts or anything you'd like to share? Uh, thank you for inviting me. It's truly an honor to represent, uh, MT community, Czech community, laser force community to represent my country and finally being able to speak with you. I'm so grateful for the chance and thank you for like communicating with me and doing all the stuff around your charity. I really appreciate it. Well, thank and, you. I appreciate you for that. <laughs> and big shout out to GND again for organizing all the net stuff. It's really something that I will remember for my whole life. And thanks to the Brisbane guys for accepting me in. Well, that's terrific. And I thank you so much again for being here. That is my guest, Lucy Lucidin Dunovska. And uh, I appreciate uh, you giving me that international perspective. So thanks so much, Lucy. Thank you. Thanks for checking out this episode of Laser Unfocused Tag Talk. Listen for more episodes on the first and third Friday of each month. Want to be a guest on an upcoming episode? Find out more and follow my blog and website at tiviachickloveslasertag.com.